The following show contains spoilers for the whole of 2017. We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a man who lived through 2017. Just about, though. It's Chris. And who's in a questionable state as to whether he will live through 2018 with the amount of awful films that are planned for next year. You're such all, as do you know Infinity any? Wars. It's not an awful film. Looks promising. The Batman. That's probably definitely not coming out next year. Superman and Joker duo movie. Nope. They should do that. It'd be really bad. <laughs> it would be. Hopefully why they're not going to do it. Yeah, Chris. This week is our annual look back over the year that was 2017 and our best and worst list and also the most coveted award in all of film and cinema, the Chrissies. The Chrissies. Very prestigious. I see you've got a trophy there. It's you in in all your golden glory. (laughs) Wearing nothing but a, a very thin cloth around my chest, naked from the waist down. With a, <laughs> with a crown. <laughs> with a crown. And each of the winners of the Christie's will be receiving that magnificent golden trophy. To display proudly next to their... Uh, what's the one? That, is it raspberries? Razzies. Razzies, yeah. Chris, this is how this episode is going to go down. This year we have seen 23 new releases that Bloody came out. Bloody hell. I know. In the UK this year that were released in cinemas or on uh, TV or Netflix or whatever. So don't be shocked when a Netflix or a TV film pops up. Sooner rather than later. (laughs) Much sooner. Yes. So I'm going to be ranking them from worst to best. And then, Chris, you will be handing out various Chrissy Awards uh, as we go through the the movies. So let's start off at the bottom, in the dregs of the cinema sewers, where all the horrible films lie in in wait. You're talking about Assassin's Creed, aren't you? I can see that gleam (laughs) in your eye. You're getting ready for a huge rant at that film. Yes. Ranking 23rd on, on my list, the worst film of 2017 is Assassin's Creed. Now, this film did come out in 2016, technically, in other parts of the world, but it came out the very first day of 2017 here in the UK and most of Europe, so it's not getting away. I will give this film a kick in because it's terrible, boring garbage that accomplishes nothing and wastes. Uh, Jeremy Irons and Michael Fassbender. It's no good. I hate it. You've already had a full episode dedicated to your your mad rants on this film. Yes. Also, we do have a lot of films to cover, <laughs> so I can't go too crazy and kick one film for too long. But it is really bad. What are your thoughts on this? I agree. <laughs> I thought you were going to defend it. it. No, no. Um, well, if we do the worst movie of 2017 award, you, you'll find out. It's not a good video game film. It's not a good film, full stop. We've got no. Tomb Raider coming out next year, so maybe that can do better than this pile of rubbish. I don't know. I'm From the trailer alone, there's already been scenes of that where I'm questioning how uh, the CG looks very unfinished and stuff. Could be because it's an early trailer, but it probably won't be, it'll be like that in the film. Yeah. I'll be able to overlook some poor CG if the story's well executed. It's the same story as the first game. Yeah, which, which is a fair enough story, but yeah. the story in Assassin's Creed was non-existent and really bad. It was a bit over the place, wasn't it? It was crap, Chris. The, the guy that played uh, Michael Fassbender's dad, 
had a much better role in Paddington 2. He also had a much better role in Harry Potter and every other film he's ever been in. It's Donald Gleeson's dad Who's from that? Hux, General Hux, Star Wars. Oh, it's him, is it? Yes. Oh, I saw a picture of him out of character. It's a huge beard. Good. Looks good on him. <laughs> good. The The lesson from, from that conversation, Chris, Saturn's Creed, big pile of poo. Yes, okay. <laughs> Number 22 on my list, Chris, is The Mummy. Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Completely disagree. I enjoyed it. I'll happily watch it again. Really? I would have put Sharknado in uh, 22. No way was Sharknado 5 better. Yes, it was better than Assassin's Creed, but it, no way was it better than ev- any other film on the list. The Mummy's not... It's not... It's it's wobbly. It's all over the place. But it, it's, it's more enjoyable than Sharknado. Do you remember Cockney, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? I enjoyed that. <laughs> it was good. But for so bad, it's it's good reasons, which makes it bad. I no, no, I completely I disagree with that position. Okay, all the big stunts in the Mummy were also shot weird. So all of Tom Cruise's hanging off of a exploding plane, it, it felt it took away from it. Felt more fake. I thought it felt fine. Tom Cruise. You don't like Tom woman. Cruise, do you? Tom Cruise kissed a woman to death. What's what's wrong with that? He could, in real life, probably do that. So. <laughs> Those steely good looks of his. Uh, he's like 50. <laughs> That's a perfect age for it. The silver fox. So no, the mummy's 22nd. Boo, wrong. Okay. What about this? Alien Covenant, 21. This is a bad film. Yes, it's worse than the mummy, but Sharknado is still worse than that. <laughs> How is Sharknado not in this list yet? Sharknado's at 20, but shall we... 20? Yes. Shall we kick 21 first? What's 21? Alien Covenant. I'm oh, right, yeah, <laughs> right. Sorry, I got confused with the number. Oh, it's 23. I thought it was 25 for no. some reason. <laughs> Covenant. It's not good. It was a poor film that did not need to be made. I agree. But Sharknado is worse. Yes, but I, I like to do this. I like to punish films that I didn't like by putting them below Sharknado, which is what I've done here. <laughs> you cruel So bugger. yeah, Alien Covenant, the characters are all a bit dim. There's the famous, I'll do the fingering scene between Excuse the fassbenders. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That was really weird, wasn't it? That was... Yes. Is there a Chrissy for most sexually charged scene? There is not, because I thought it would be edited out if I put it in. <laughs> well, you can give that to this scene if you want. Because, <laughs> yeah, so much sexual tension. Fifty Shades Darker came out this year, and I'm not even sure that that could Top. hold a candle to the... It's okay. The, you blow, the, I'll finger. Yeah. <laughs> Do you so, think when uh, Michael Fessbender read the script, he saw that bit, and he was like... This can't be real. The la- the writers are just laughing, like, we're just going to stick this in to make him feel awkward. And then when it comes to the on-set, you mean you really want me to say <laughs> this? <laughs> you got to do this? Oh, God. Oh, no. And yeah. twice, because I have to film from both <laughs> angles. I have to say the line and then react? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. It's Alien Covenant. It's in the bottom three. For good reason. Also, the CG's wobbly. Speaking of wobbly CG, Chris Sharknado, uh, Global Swarming, it's at 20. Finally. <laughs> yes. Should have been at 22. It's not great, but there are, there's enough pop culture references to keep you mildly entertained. There's not. There really isn't. I'd rather watch... 
What about the Back to the Future ending? You like Back to the Future. I do, and I'm sad they <laughs> used Back to the Future in that. What about Indiana Jones opening? That was Again, I'm sad they used it. <laughs> it was a fin for fuck's sake. <laughs> that could c- control Sharknadoes. <laughs> it's perfectly logical in the Sharknado world. Um, it's, yeah. I'm angry now at that. Good. I don't care, because it's at 20. <laughs> Chris, we've done the worst four films so far so let's dish out the worst awards for the Cressies so let's start off with the worst CGI of 2017 excuse the rustling while I pick up my list that's okay I I will forgive it are there nominees for this award Chris well the nominees two two of these are your nominees here Sharknado and Justice League yes they were very bad CG Alien Covenant yep Wonder Woman End Fight oh yes that was a big CG blobby mess I do agree Assassin's with that. Assassin's Creed. Yes, the winner is... Alien Covenant. Okay, yeah. Purely because Sharknado 5, yes, piss poor CG, but it's meant to have piss poor CG. Alien Covenant, when I saw the trailer and I saw it showed the Xenomorph and I thought, dear God, why does it look so crap? Don't panic, it's just a trailer. Then we watched a movie and it was exactly the same and I thought, dear God, why is it so crap again? Yeah, and the pale xenomorphs there. Yeah, that was bad as well. They're real bad. That was... It was awful. The CG was really bad on those. Yeah. Okay, I, c- I can agree with that, because you're meant to be scared of them, aren't you? You're not meant to be scared of the sharks in Sharknado. No. You're, you're meant to... to look at Henry Cavill's face and go, hey, something... <laughs> Something's not that. quite right about that, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I can agree with that, yeah. You're meant to be scared of them, and you're just not believing that they are in the same physical plane as the actors yeah. so yeah I, I can get on board with that worst survivor chris of 2017 now i do have a prediction for this i do but in my mind there is a winner for this an outright winner so uh, as in my mind <laughs> oh no nominees no nominees i got a direct winner on this okay what's your prediction it should really be the whole crew of the covenant from Alien. Right. Because they make dumb decision after dumb decision. Hey, this robot is trying to kill me, but yeah, I'll stick my head over this weird fleshy egg sack thing. No problem. Yeah, let's go and have sex in a shower when we've just been attacked by rabid aliens. Yeah, let's go down to this planet with our breathing apparatus and all get infected. Yes, I'll hug this man that's got an alien coming out of his back. Well, yes, I won't wear shoes <laughs> with grip and slip over in this pool of blood. Well, yes, I'll oh shoot God. wildly in the spaceship and blow up the spaceship. Yes, I'll get into this cryopod. <laughs> I've gone too far. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're wrong. I know. Who? Who's the winner? Logan. Logan from Logan. Yes. Logan. He's killed <laughs> by his own metal. The thing that Logan is famous for, the metal claws, is what kills him. He's known for being able to survive all this shit for his amazing healing factor, and then he's killed by his own adamantium. Well, technically, he's killed by a tree, so... But the adamantium as <laughs> well stops him from surviving. So for the second time, you're giving this award to an X-Man. What was the first one? Quicksilver. You gave it to Quicksilver oh, yeah. because he Fucking Quicksilver. Even though he saved all of the X-Men from an exploding mansion. Yeah. But he still got himself stuck, didn't he? <laughs> but yeah, all Logan had to do was find another mutant, 
somewhere that had uh, metally powers and rip the adamantium out of him. Okay, but that's difficult in a world where crops have been specifically designed to cut out the mutant gene. But not so, impossible. Yeah, but Magneto's dead. Presumably. By Magneto Jr. No, Magneto's dead, probably killed off by old age. Polaris probably doesn't exist in this universe, who's another metal-bending uh, mutant. There's, and it's not his it's not his fault he, he's not logan's not known for his smarts is he he's more of a chop someone up ask questions later kind of guy which he if he probably didn't chop up all of the people at uh, the weapon x program they would have said hey this is probably going to be poisonous but maybe we can come up with an antidote or something so you're wrong it should be the idiots uh it's not wrong <laughs> it's not wrong those are just curious humans on a major scientific exploration who made a few bad mistakes. This is a guy <laughs> who knew it was killing him and did nothing to prevent it. Because he's old and depressed, that's probably why. The Chrissy for the worst film of 2017. Well, In your we've, opinion. We've, <laughs> we've already discussed this. The worst film that we, uh, we both agree on was, of course, Assassin's Creed. Cool. And rightly so because it is a big pile of poo and we will be sending them that magnificent golden trophy of yourself chris if we can find out where michael fassbender's home is and we can post oh, it not, to not, him not, not to michael i don't want to send it to michael i like michael oh. should we send him a special award should we send him a golden flute flute <laughs> to do the finger just says on the right i'll do the fingering on the side of it yes oh i'm sure he'd appreciate that back to the rankings to the rankings, to the number rankings. 19. Yes, Ghost in the Shell. It's a bit bland, Chris. I didn't hate it, but there was nothing really to sink my teeth into. It's more of a film for uh, visual effects, isn't it? To feast your eyes on this futuristic city they've created. Yeah, but in a year where we got Blade Runner 20... Oh, Blade Runner shat all over it, yeah. Yeah, it does pale in comparison. Also, it, it does rely too heavily on CG, and it is very bright and shiny world when compared to Blade Runner's gritty, darker noir tones mm. so, uh, nothing against this film but it is bland, I, I don't hate it like I hate the other films that we've done on this list I'm just looking at the list quickly uh, actually yeah, no, I'll, I'll go with that Okay, yeah, that's fair enough, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, number 18, The Babysitter a Netflix original film um, it was fine, but there were some annoying parts in it. Again, it falls into the same category. I'd, I'd say most of the films in this next section fall into the same category of being a bit bland and nothing really to get your teeth into. Okay. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'll, I'll get the babysitter. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm not saying it's bland. But I enjoyed it more than you. Yeah. But I'll, I'll give it to you where you've put it in the list, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kingsman The Golden Circle is at number 17. The good cowboy using a laser whip, but <laughs> apart from that, there's not much really going on, and it really? sort of also does a lot of backtracking on the you've put, original. You put Kingsman over Death Note. Yes. Interesting. Wrong. We'll get we'll get interesting. on to, we'll get on to Death Note before, but um, any thoughts on Golden Circle? Maybe you'd like to defend it. Remind me of some really cool bits, like that time a Lily Allen's dad was put into a meat grinder and was eaten well there you go you just said it right there <laughs> it's like all of it it's just it's just a fun-filled piss take it the entire spy genre isn't it 
and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I did like the uh, the whip wielding cowboy. Yeah, he was he was solid. The only bit of the film that I thought wasn't necessary was the whole uh, fingering the girl to put the tracker in her at the party. Yeah, the festival. There was a lot of let's do a grossing up thing. I mean, I enjoyed all the others. I just felt that one was unnecessary, but everything else is fine. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd get on board with that. Um, number 16, The Belco Experiment. Interesting concept, but I, I don't think they did enough with it. They marketed it more as a a comedy, I felt, and then they didn't quite deliver on all of the... I'm glad it wasn't a comedy Yeah, but thing. It, it didn't go far enough into the other direction of hey, it would be really terrible if you were forced to murder all of your co-workers. You just had an issue with the guy at the end doing you saying it's for science. Because when we came out of that cinema and we were coming home, you complained a lot about his uh, methods. Yeah, Blofeld at the end of it was <laughs> unnecessary, I feel. Um, but they, they could they could have gone in two very different, very interesting ways, but they, they kind of wibbled and, and didn't really pick a direction to go into well this is why we've got belco 2 is there a belco 2 coming out i hope there is but i, I hope there, there isn't is. because i remember saying if as long as it's a standalone i'd, I'd give it a watch but if there is a another one it's gonna be a huge franchise to i hope it isn't i think they've done enough with it yeah so belco's at number 16 more rewards chris the best cameo of 2017 there have been many cameos this year some would say it has been the year of cameos you, would you say that no <laughs> because when i was going through this <laughs> list and i was doing the awards there's only one cameo i could think of i could literally think of no other cameos okay tell me the cameo you remember and then i'll i'll tell you this time why you're wrong yoda from star wars okay no that's, that's a pretty good one <laughs> that was a completely because there's always thing whenever a new Star Wars film comes out people are like oh maybe they're going to get a force ghost off the previous whatever never happens was not expecting it at all in this and then they just pulled it out and I was just like oh that's awesome we get Yoda for not maybe not a final time could be in the next film as well which I thoroughly enjoyed it was completely unexpected because I remember the cameos like Stanley and Marvels he's an expected cameo yeah true so you know he's going to come somewhere this was completely unexpected and I was like oh fond memories got the original guy doing the voice Frank Oz, yeah. yeah I, I thought it was a great one, so that's why I've given it to you. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on that, Chris. I was okay. going to disagree, but I can't disagree with Yoda, that little green, wibbly-eared elf creature. <laughs> <laughs> elf goblin. I, elf goblin, yeah. No, that's, that's good. Well picked, Chris. Thank you. You've not disappointed me. Next award, Chris. One of my favourites is the Hey, I Thought You Died in the Last Movie Award. Ah, yes. Who the hell did I put? <laughs> oh, because, yeah. There's only two nominees for this, weren't there? Colin Firth or Professor X. Yeah, and Professor X is a, a weird... Because the timeline of the X-Men exactly. universe is all, is all weird. So naturally, it's going to go to Colin Firth. Yes. He was shot point blank in the face. In the eye. Yeah. And he was saved by what looked like a bag of blue liquid. Well, a, bl- a blue it liquid was a bag, bag of yeah. blue liquid, yeah. He should have suffocated. He, sh- he should have died instantly. <laughs> yeah. The bullet should have gone through his head. But yeah, he was the most... Had they not revealed it in the trailers for the second Kingsman film, I would have been very surprised when, they, when they'd when done his reveal in it. Yeah. I don't know why they had to show it in the trailers. It kind of ruined that entire thing. Because we have to ruin everything in trailers now. That's how it goes. Uh, I was sad about that. But yeah, yeah pretty, pretty simple yeah. him. He definitely should have died. Yes, he definitely <laughs> should have died. He should have, he should have been killed. So yeah. 
Yeah, there's there's no one else you can give that award to, is there? Unless you count Logan. <laughs> I mean, he's he's like died in quite a few of these films, hasn't he? Not really. The Wolverine, he died, and then Not he really. heals and comes back, doesn't he? No. I mean, I mean no. He gets, he gets shot to hell and he's poisoned, but he does re- recover. I'm talking about after he cuts his chest open and takes that little squid thing out. Only a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> The heart monitor stopped. <laughs> he flatlines, but medically he might not be dead. He might not be medically classed as, as, oh, as dead. There's still probably some brain activity and, and biological goings-ons. But he wasn't dead dead. It didn't oh, say, hey, a, he's definitely dead Just a dead. bit dead, was he? He'd, he's definitely been shot in the head and he's dead dead. He pops up three seconds later and fights <laughs> a samurai. I think he's fine, yeah. So, yeah, Colin Firth definitely wins that one. Yeah, for sure. Okay, back to the countdown, Chris. Number 15, Death Note. I had fun with it. I thought it was an interesting concept. Everyone that watched the anime cried about it, including yourself. I fully understand why. (laughs) Um, Yeah, thoughts on on Death Note? Why did you cry over it, you fanboy? It's just the characters. I know it's meant to be an American version of it, but... The characters and their motives are all over the place and out of sync. The only one they they really sort of got right that I enjoyed was Ryuk. And then other than that, I was, Light was the worst. Oh, I did not like him at all. All the names were the worst. Why didn't yeah. they change their names? I don't know. Why do they keep Ryuk as Ryuk? Because he's a... Asian, it's still a Japanese. It's, yeah. Still a Japanese but Light, thing, Light is not an acceptable American name. Stacy. Yes. Should've he should have been called Stacy. <laughs> That that's a that's a guy that's an American male name as well. Is it? Watch the 2010 remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street. The first guy to die in that. Oh, his name Stacy. He's got a feminine <laughs> name, but he has a feminine Stacey, name. Stacy, his last name. No, it's his first name. Anyway, it's Death Note. <laughs> Fun concept, not always brilliant execution. Maybe getting a second one depending on the views on Netflix. Yeah, probably not because of fanboy reaction. You did it, Chris. You destroyed yes. a franchise. <laughs> I've not destroyed the franchise at all. I've bolstered the No, they're anime. getting rid of the anime as well. They're burning it There was all. only one season of it. Burning it all. Number 14, Justice League. And yeah, Henry okay. Cavill's non-existent moustache. I saw the picture of him with a moustache. Have you seen it? Yeah, I'm going to see it. It's when magnificent. I see um, Mission Impossible. Personally. That's, that's why he's got the moustache. Mission Impossible. Personally, I think they should have left him with the moustache. They should have done. His body apparently doesn't decompose because he's Kryptonian, so he should have grown a moustache. Yeah. And, you know, a full beard, but still. No, I'm fully on board with Superman with a moustache. I'm all on board with it. Well, what are your thoughts on this? Give us a give us a quick rundown of your... The storyline was a bit... Uh, I want to say meh, because I just didn't like it, really. Again, the CG, especially the end fight, all over the place. I didn't like how they used Batman in it. And they pretty much came to the conclusion the Justice League on their own without Superman is useless. Yes. And they needed Superman to be able to be, you know, the powerful. So, which yeah. isn't right. They should, without Superman, they should still be a formidable force. But they just, they just weren't. Yeah. They should have brought back Superman, not because they were useless and they couldn't fight this giant Steppenwolf. But they should have brought him back because they need a leader. And Batman is not a leader. No, he's 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 definitely a solo guy, isn't he? Yeah, so. they got the they're, they're still getting character bits wrong in this unit. From my view, they're still yeah. getting character things wrong. Yeah, Batman's underused, and he's all oh no, I can't fight a parademon, so I need to get in a tank and yeah, yeah Wonder Woman. One. <laughs> yeah, hey Wonder Woman, your boyfriend died. That's 
That's so sad. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I agree. Uh, yeah. It's it's not it's not as bad as Batman v Superman, and it's not. There are no moments in it that make me want to shout at it like the Martha scene, but it is just very bland and muddled because of the two directors thing. I'm not going to talk any more about it because I don't have to. I can see that vein popping <laughs> on your forehead. <laughs> yeah. Next up, number 13. My favourite one-night stand of a movie this year. If I had to take a movie home from the clubs one night and show it a good time, and it would show me a good time, you know, just for mindless fun, it would be Kong Skull Island, Chris. It's a giant gorilla oh. beating up a giant lizard. I thought he was going to say something else, but okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. I had fun with this at the time, but there's not much substantial to it. But it, so it you want to watch it again? Solid. If it was on TV, yeah. But you're not going to go out and purchase the DVD? No, no. So I have... feel the same way about it. I do did the Godzilla right. film from 20... whenever it was. See, I have Godzilla, so I might have to get this and create my, you know, my monsterverse universe, whatever they're calling it. Giant fighty punchy universe. That's yes, what, that. That's what they're calling it, yeah. No, I had fun with it. It was d- decent enough, yeah. Yeah, okay, I agree. I, okay. I fully like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number 12, Free Fire. Oh, I would have put that higher. I, I really I, enjoyed Free Fire. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Um, look, there are some slow elements in it with all the everyone has to crawl around this uh, warehouse. But I um, like that. It was realistic. Yeah, no, I did like it, but I, I just liked everything else more this year. <laughs> so, Fair no, enough. it's a good film, and I would suggest that you give it a watch. And it is kind of in the vein of um, Reservoir Dogs and, and that sort of stuff. But, yeah, definitely check it out if you do get a... Get a get a free moment to watch a film. I would definitely recommend that one for sure. Yeah. So um, next set of Chrissies, Chris, best bad guy of 2017. There have been some pretty conniving and sinister buggers this year, but who have you ranked as the most sinister? This is, in my opinion, I felt for me the best bad guy who had the best motive, and all this lot was Vulture from Homecoming. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed Michael Keaton's performance. I thought it was great. His entire motive of it was his company that was hired to clear up the disaster from the first Avengers film and then it gets taken away and he loses all this money to do something to get more money to help his family, all this lot. And um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed his character and I found him very sinister. The whole, when he's in the car with Peter and he's like, I know you're Spider-Man, you know, back off and I'll leave you alone or I will kill you and everybody. Yeah, that would have been sinister even if he wasn't a supervillain. If Michael Keaton's your girlfriend's dad and he turns around in a car to give you the dad talk, you you best pay attention, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... Take some clean underwear. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why I picked Vulture. Yeah. It's a good thing you didn't pick Blofeld from Belko. (laughs) He's the worst. Or Steppenwolf. He's the worst. Worst villain. It's not an official critty, but let's have a bonus one. Who's the worst? Steppenwolf. Yeah. Yeah. Big generic He's just doing it for whatever reason, just to terraform the planet. Yeah. And then he gets killed by his own minions. He just watches Odd, didn't he? And he was like, yes, (laughs) it's a good idea. It's bad. <laughs> yes, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who who was you gonna go with? Did No, I, I think Vulture's a solid choice. Maybe Kylo Ren, he's a good conflicted villain, but no, Vulture, I I'm not arguing with you. I think you got it right there, Chris. You're damn right. <laughs> Best character of twenty seventeen. The character that you'd most like to go and have a beer with. Or a cup of tea. Or have them buy you dinner. 
I don't know what I don't know what you're basing this on. That's what I'd base <laughs> I'm it basing on. Basing this on the character who I'd like to see in another film, although this is not possible now. That's, okay, that's uh, a big uh, clue there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kay, Ryan Gosling. Uh, okay, I found him a very good from character Blade Runner from Blade 20... Runner 2049. Yeah. yeah, I found him. Uh, I was thinking about it. You you mentioned it. He's a product of whatever Jared Leto's company is again. Fuck Jared Leto. No, he should win the best bad Using... guy. He's crap. <laughs> and then he's got a relationship with another product, you know, the hologram girl on Outlaw. I found that all very, just very interesting. I, I just enjoyed all of his character. Yeah. I don't think I'd like to have a drink with him, though, because he'd probably be a bit depressed and bum me out. But Oh, no, yeah, definitely, yeah. He'd, he'd be good fun. I think once you got over that streak of depression that all Blade Runners appeared to have, maybe he'd, he'd loosen up and be a good good company as long as he has a hologram or hollow wife or whatever no yeah he's, he's a good character he's yeah, very complex him. and he does go through quite a beefy character arc there's a lot of there's a lot of meat on the bones in, in that film especially with as comes to him yeah no I'd, I'd agree yeah he best character he is indeed he's earned that Chrissy yeah I'm glad of that one cool well done number 11 Chris Thor Ragnarok it's Right, the Marvel films have all sort of blended into one for me this year. They've not really... They've, they've all been comedies, and usually over uh, the, the space of the year, we usually get uh, different tones in the Marvel films. Not They're all kind of jokey and light-hearted, but there's usually like an Ant-Man heist film with something a bit more generic. There's a, a thriller in the Captain America series, and then there's Guardians of the Galaxy something a bit more humorous but they've all kind of blended into one and i feel that thor ragnarok was probably the weakest of the the three mcu films we got this year was it spider-man and G- guardians 2 as oh, well okay yeah agreed yeah. Year, yeah perhaps they're doing all this comedy stuff because when infinity wars comes out it's just going to be a depressing mess because everyone's going to die that's what you hope I'm, i think it's going to be because it's directed by the russo brothers so i think we're getting a more Captain America Civil War slash Winter Soldier tone yeah. in that exactly film. bad <laughs> no. well, not, not, not bad as in the film's going to be bad bad as in A bad dire. for the characters yes yeah. more stakes yeah, you know. yeah, and I didn't feel the stakes in Thor Ragnarok, even though there are massive stakes but um, uh, it's, it's coming in at number 11 top 10 now Chris we're in we're in over our heads now interesting <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is where things get uh, get a uh, uh, it's all to play for Chris okay. now Number 10, John Wick, Chapter 2. No. What do you mean, no? No. <laughs> I would have... Okay, yeah, go on. I'll... Uh... Okay, it's shot very well. It's very stylish. It's a bit convoluted as to how they get John Wick back. Some of the action is a tiny bit repetitive with the bang, bang, shoot you in the foot, shoot you in the head. But it's it's good. It's, all the, it's the most unique action the there's been this year i'd i'd say even if it, it does get a bit repetitive that fight in the um the the hall of mirrors thing i made me feel a bit nauseous <laughs> i did <laughs> it's a good thing that? did we watch this in 3d it's a no. good it's a good thing we didn't then yeah um yeah th- that world is really interesting and um okay that's why we're getting chapter 3 maybe yeah and hopefully that'll be a bit bit uh more worthy it'll drag itself out of maybe into the top five well, it's but, gonna um, be every assassin's coming after john isn't it it's gonna be great <laughs> cool yeah so that's at number 10 number nine spider-man homecoming no he's back in the mcu baby what's up with you what would you well, put this higher 
Yes. I would have put both of them over Wonder Woman. Okay. You're wrong, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> the list cannot be altered, Chris. No, I, I had fun with this. Um, Michael Keaton is a solid villain. Definitely. Um, but again, it, it blends into every other MCU film this year. Vulture's definitely a standout. And there are some fun moments. And this is the best Spider-Man that we've had in ages. But... Um, is this since Spider-Man 2 or Tobey Maguire? Yeah. Right. I'm not counting the amazing Spider-Man <laughs> films. They're rubbish. Absolute pants. But uh, yeah, this is good. This is good. Just because it's a nine doesn't mean... We've gotten rid of all the all the films that I wouldn't see. Oh, okay, so the, uh, the ten on the list you would watch again? Yes. these okay. are, these. Are, it's just because we've done a lot more films that these are coming in slightly... Right. Lower. Okay, because we, we've so. done a lot. Okay. So number nine, it's not the worst place to be. It could be worse. If it's it was not below, the best either. No, if it was below Sharknado, then... Uh, I would have thrown into Mike at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number eight, War for the Planet of the Apes. No, I would have sw- switched Spider-Man and War for the Planet of the Apes around. Okay, apart from the title of War for the Planet of the Apes being slightly misleading. It's not a war, is it? It's Yeah. It's POW for the Planet of the Apes. Yes, that's what it should be, really. But no, this is... It packs an emotional punch. It's the last in the trilogy of the Planet of the Apes films. It's what I'm now going to coin in the Old Man Logan genre of films that we've gotten in 2017, where what? <laughs> where an older character goes on a journey and then, spoiler alert, dies at the end of that journey. I think well, So gonna... we've got it in War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. We've got it in Logan. we got it in uh, Star Wars to an extent. Um, he doesn't leave the fucking island <laughs> <laughs> but he goes on an emotional <laughs> journey <laughs> uh, so yeah it's in number eight it, it, more emotional than right. some of the other films below it more Chrissies go on yes would you like to dish out the award for best survivor of 2017 now there are two winners of this award there can only be one right <laughs> That's going to be hard. <laughs> Tell her, give them to me then. And okay. I'll, I'll help you decide. I forgot the character names. <laughs> We've got the female character from Free Fire. Who okay. survives the entire gun battle where everybody else dies. With one guy even being run over and his head popping under a tire. <laughs> You're giving her points for not being run over. That's Brie Larson's character in Free Fire. That's it. She it turns survived. out that she is the one that... Double crossed, uh, yeah. And all how this instigated lot. the double crossing, but so she survives this entire huge shootout. But then she probably gets arrested. Yes, and, but and this is in survives. America. This is in America. So she Death she's holding penalty. a gun. She's in a room full of dead people. They're probably shooting her. These are these are but cops in the eighties. So they're even more this. corrupt. <laughs> we yeah. don't see this. And then the second was the guy who from the Belko experiment. Okay. Right. You're trapped in an office where people are brutally murdering each other with office things and for some reason loads of guns. And he survives all of it. Survives being taken out. You know, he survives having a bomb in his head. I was just impressed at his surviving that he got through all of this. Okay, I'd probably give this... Mm. See, Belko is more about luck as to which switch uh, Blofeld hits to blow up people's brains. So that he's lucky in that sense and he does one he's in one real fight for his life and that's the end one I feel 
Is there any more? He doesn't really fight anyone else, does he? Because he's more of the pacifist. No, but he survives, you know, being against the wall, you know, going to be executed. Well, he's not really against the wall, is he? He's no, against the wall. When against when the wall? Yeah, when they're lining people up, executing oh, them, aren't he's, they? Oh, he survives by being at the end of that line. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't really give it to him in Belco because, again, that is more luck-driven. Anyone could have survived that, g- given that they weren't exploded by Blofeld. I don't know. It takes a special kind of person to murder. To not with be a exploded. <laughs> a hole puncture. Sellotape holder. Oh, it was a hole puncher. No. Well, in that case, then we'll give it to uh, Brie Larson from Free yeah. Fire. But again, Brie Larson, she instigated oh that my whole God. thing. <laughs> exactly, and there survived it all. Yeah, there would have been. She was shot as well. No, there would have been nothing to survive if she hadn't have gotten greedy. Huh. Regardless, she survived <laughs> it. Who have you got? I was thinking uh, split. The lady from Split. Yeah, okay, yeah. The, she just goes through quite a lot on that. Yeah. Um, the kid from ba- The Babysitter? Because he's the target yeah, throughout that place. film and he manages ah. to survive. But you pointed out that Brie Larson wouldn't have had a situation if she hadn't instigated it. That kid would have been fine if he was actually still asleep because they just wanted a, a bit of his blood and then they were just going to do the whole sacrifice he ritually shit downstairs. Yeah, And he would have been fine. True. Um... The Skull Island people? I don't know. Nah. Ben Affleck. He made it through <laughs> just as late. <laughs> ben Affleck, the actor, because he's, he's still really not sure if he's in or out. So we give it to Ben, a- ben Affleck, the actor? Yeah, give it, to ben, give it to Ben Affleck, the actor. <laughs> okay, now, Chris, I realised that whilst dividing up, the there weren't two awards for this section. So I'm going to throw in another award. But I've got to do on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll help you. So here's here's the award: the movie we saw but didn't talk about on the podcast award that we've both seen. And you you can see, I can see, anyone can right, see. Right, okay. Because I've not watched much outside of the films that we talked about this right. year. So I know you've seen it. You've seen Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> you've uh, seen Paddington Two. Nineteen Twenty Two. Oh, okay. That's I'll, a great film. Okay. Um. Whatever happened to Monday? We've both seen that. That was a Netflix that was a good film. film. Um, Bushwick, I saw quite recently. Uh, Despicable Me three. Not seen that. No, yet. that's fine. <laughs> um, what? What film? Any? I, I'm not sure the actual. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what there's a more really ca- for, but the okay. category. It's just the best. Uh, the best film that we've not talked about on the podcast. We'll give. We'll 1922. Okay. What is that, Chris? <laughs> Stephen King again. <laughs> About a farmer who, in 1922, murders, convinces his 14-year-old son to help him murder his wife so she can't sell up 100 acres of farmland. And then it all just goes downhill from him. You think it's going to be a ghost story? That's what you get from the trailer and stuff, like she's going to come back and haunt him. It's not a ghost story. It's just a, a series of unfortunate events that happen to him. But he thinks are a result of murdering his wife, like a curse. Like his son gets his girl pregnant at 14, then they run away and they try to rob banks to get money and they both get shot and killed by the law. His farmhouse collapses and he gets really cold and he gets frostbite and loses his hand. Am I meant to feel sorry for this character that murdered his wife? No, 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 no. no. I can see, I can see why the, you'd enjoy- you'd like this film. It's got everything that Chris likes. Unlikable protagonist, <laughs> threat of ghosts. Murder, robberies, Stephen King. Is, is there a lot of blood and gore in it? Not that much, no. There's... Enough to satisfy you. Yeah, because he messes up slightly yeah. his wife's throat. Blood and gore, yeah. I can I can see. 
I actually went and got the book for Christmas because of it. You can't read, though. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Good stuff. It's good that you're reading, Chris. I'd highly recommend you watch it. More kids should read. <laughs> they should read, yes. <laughs> Rather than listening to podcasts. No, please listen. <laughs> uh, yeah, well done. Awesome, okay. <laughs> good improvisational skills, Chris. Next award, next uh, ranking, sorry. Uh, ranking. Number seven, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's the highest rating of the Marvel films that came out this year. Okay. It's good fun. And it has a heavy emotional uh, punch towards the end with Yondu. So that's what moved it up a bit. Okay. It's got proper stakes. It's got Kurt Russell. That's yes. all we need is Kurt Russell. And, and the Hoff in his cameo appearance in it as well. What was he? Yeah. I don't remember. He's, he's in it. Just trust me. Okay. <laughs> the Hoff is in it. I never forget a Hoff. Oh, okay. The Hoff. <laughs> yeah. I, it's the best one of the MCU uh, this year, I feel. Yeah. And it's at number seven. Number six, Split. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. He's back on form. There are a few scenes in this that are a bit... You didn't need it. Mostly M. Night's cameo, where he's talking about reheating chicken or something like that. It was the best bit. It was <laughs> it was the most unnecessary bit. <laughs> but um yeah, other than that, James um McAvoy. Yes, I was gonna say Franco for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Very different Jameses. Yeah, McAvoy puts in a stellar performance in in this film. And yeah, it's it's definitely the most impactful horror film I've seen in a, in a while so I don't watch many horror films but this was it did its job yeah and didn't rely too heavily on quiet quiet boo here's a scary sound jump scare type things I don't like that kind of horror because it's lazy but this was good and it makes you jump don't it no it makes me go oh that would be creepy if I was locked in a in a dark dungeon basement with a man with 27 or 28 billion personalities that would be scary okay yeah be even I... more concerned if it was james franco <laughs> <laughs> not mcavoy i would <laughs> in fact i think Why being locked in a basement with james franco would be interesting james mcavoy would be interesting as well i think that would be a good fun time you think a couple would? of beers yeah until they turn on you until they yeah try to eat me to release a, a demonic bulletproof monster that Bruce Willis has to take care of in a sequel. Is Bruce Willis going to be taking care of it, do you think? Yeah. Well, it's not going to be Sam Jackson. He's made a glass. Sort of. Watch sort of. Unbreakable. Yeah, I need it to makes watch more that. Sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number five, Chris. Wonder Woman. <laughs> you should have... If you put a category for best theme tune... <laughs> it would be that, yeah. <laughs> cool theme. Cool movie. Bad weak, end fight. Weak third act with uh, the classic let's do a big grey monster with smoke and fire everywhere. It was better when he was still in his human form and they were on top of that tower, weren't they? And he was just like, she kept trying to walk around to me because she just kept disappearing, raping. That was good and that was creepy and sinister. And then he went, and now CG fuck up. <laughs> and it went downhill, yeah. Yeah, it was even more disconcerting when they did a close up on his CG helmet and he's got a twiddly mustache <laughs> <laughs> yes i saw that they kept the mustache yeah i'd have much preferred to see wonder woman fight a british man in tweed that kept disappearing rather than a giant who uses an umbrella yeah as a sword a yeah. big fiery umbrella sword. exactly that would have been good <laughs> yeah i'd have much preferred to see that but no other than that wonder woman 
it's it is good. It's it's solid stuff. That scene with her going over the trenches is is good. It's got stakes, unlike some of the Marvel films. It's also got heart and funny moments that are genuinely funny and not forced by a committee like Justice League. Yeah, it's it's all round. It's it's good. It's a good film. I make no apologies for it, Chris. I'm not asking you to apologise <laughs> for it. Yeah, number four, Chris. Would you like to hear what number four is? Number four. Of course. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi is at number four. Interesting. I would have thought I would have made it at least top three. I'm not putting it in the top three just because it's a Star Wars film. Although, having said that. I could have put it in the top three because it was just because it was a Star Wars. This also film. means you put the Lego Batman movie above Star <laughs> Wars. That is interesting. Yeah. Go on. Okay. No, this I really do enjoy Episode Eight. It does take it in new directions. The franchise. I am interested to see where it goes. I do. I do really enjoy it. It's really good, but there are parts that don't need to be in it. And it is it is quite long, which is which is fine. It doesn't feel as long as some other films, but yeah, I do enjoy it. You've also put Kingsman above it. No, Kingsman. We've done Kingsman. Have we? Yeah. I'm looking through the list and I cannot see what these <laughs> other three films are. <laughs> are you just trying to find the three that I haven't done yet? Well, yeah, I, c- I found one, but just we'll get to them, Chris. Don't worry. Don't worry. It'll be a surprise. Like this next award, Chris. The award for most creative movie death ah, of yes. 2017. You like a graphic violent death. I do. What have you gone for, Chris? John Wick Chapter 2, The Pencil Kill. <laughs> when he takes out two guys with the pencil, one guy he slams his head down on the bar and then stabs the pencil into his ear. But the best bit is, when he stabs it into the ear, isn't that... Sp- there's then a few seconds of him really pushing down it and you hear the crunching as she pushes it in. Oh. It then pulls it out and holds a pencil against the wall <laughs> and slams the other guy into it. And then the guy falls off. He's holding a bloody pencil. Two kills with that pencil. It's a lethal pencil. That is creative and thoroughly enjoyable. High quality crafted pencil though. If you get Yeah, it didn't get, break. Yeah, the lead remained sharp. Yeah. Get one of those cheap ones. The wood snapped as soon as it's gone in that man's ear. Exactly, and you'd be like, ah, bollocks, but yeah. yeah. Anything with a pencil is good with you, Chris. You like a, a kill <laughs> with a with an unusual object. Yeah, it was. I, mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. What was you thinking? I, no, I can get on board with John Wick ones. I was finding it hard because there are a lot of deaths in John Wick. I There's was finding so that, many. Yeah, I was finding it hard to pick one. Maybe something from Logan chopping up a guy with his adamantium claws. Yeah, that's to be expected, though, isn't it? I don't. The pencil thing was just like out of the blue, like here's a pencil, dead, dead, dead. Yeah. And it was graphic. And there was two kills with it. <laughs> well, was, when I, I rewatched this scene last night just to remind myself of it. And when I was reading through the comments, people were saying he's killed five people with a pencil. I don't remember who the other three were. I think there was, in the first John Wick, there was rumour that he had to be, accomplish an impossible task and he murdered people with pencils in that. Oh, so right. Yeah, I remember now. Okay. He is experienced with a pencil. Pen- experienced pencil yeah. killer. His trademark weapon, the pencil. There you go. It's lethal. <laughs> Yeah, it is lethal. But oh, I'll save this one for... There's one more Chrissy to give out, and it's the best movie of 2017. I think we'll save that one for CFR's match-up. Right. I know they won't match up. Really? <laughs> I know they won't, but we'll save that one for the end of the... Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. So number three, Chris. Blade Runner 2049. You put Lego <laughs> Batman above Blade Runner. Are you kidding me? 
No, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry. I completely disagree with that. <laughs> well, here, here's my reasoning, Chris. Blade Runner 2049, it's a very long film. It's quite slow as well. It's well paced, but there is a lot of walking. There, There is some running and sprinting towards the end of it which I, I do like. Uh, Jared Leto is a massive uh, letdown for He that. was fine in, he, the, in his role. He was fine. No, what was his role, You just though? don't his, like Jared Leto. That's the thing. His role was, I'm going to talk and load a bollocks and do bugger all. If that role had been taken by somebody else like Keanu Reeves or something, you would have been fine with it. Just because it's Jared Leto, that's your only issue. I still would have said that the villain was weak, but I wouldn't hate on him for doing method acting by actually being blind and pr- actually making everyone else uncomfortable and having to go okay we we can't put that box there because Jared Leto's not opening his eyes and he could walk into it um so yeah no it's a solid film there's a good amount of sleuthing in it Jared Leto's a bit of a, a nonsense character um i also don't like the fact that you ha- we well, didn't have to watch the things that came out before the YouTube clips, the um, no, you didn't the stories, have to. yeah. I I watched two of them and it, yeah, it also, just added to it. But Jared Leto does nothing in that. He it doesn't add to his character at all. But no, yeah. Other than that, it's it's a good film. Solid sleuthing, solid solid everything, solid CG, and it does make Ghost in the Shell look a bit weak in comparison. So <laughs> there, there. Uh, next up, number two. Chris. If this is a Lego Batman, I'm gonna be a pissed. <laughs> It's Logan. <laughs> you put Lego Batman in first. <laughs> Jesus. Can we talk about Logan first quickly? Yes. yes. This film has definitely had an impact on you, Chris. It's, it, we saw it, it. It came out early on in the year. And yeah. ever since then, every, just about every film that we've talked about, you've gone, yeah, I liked it, but it could have been more violent. Yeah, yes. I liked Wonder Woman, but why didn't he chop someone's head off? Yeah, I like I Guardians why of the Galaxy, <laughs> but why didn't Rocket maul a man to death with his teeth? He's a raccoon after all. Why couldn't he pull his eyes out? Any film that has that kind of long-lasting effect on you, whether you realised it or not, Logan is the source of it. I always like bloody murder in my films, I know, though. but you've done, it, you've done it for every film, every superhero film specifically. Why couldn't Spider-Man rip a guy's head off with his web shooter? <laughs> Well, he could, couldn't he? He has to pull his punches because he'd kill them if he hits them normally. True. But I'm putting it there. It, it It is a really good film. Bloody, punchy, gory, action, crunchy stuff. Even Clogan, after repeat Don't call viewings, him Clogan. I can get on board with Clogan now. Yeah. Cause have I, you watched yeah. it again since its release? Yeah, a couple of times. I have not. I've still got it at home and I still haven't watched it yet. <laughs> But my next viewing of it will be the noir version. In black and white. Yes. I'm sure that will add nothing. I'm watching it anyway. Do, do whatever. I don't care. <laughs> You're watching it too. I don't care. Just don't watch it in 3D. No, God, no. Maybe 4D. Maybe you'd like being covered in the blood of people the Logan has decapitated. Blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number one Lego Batman movie. It's the most fun I've had at the cinema this year. No. <laughs> I know You can't tell me in all honesty That you didn't walk out of the Lego Batman movie With a smile on your face I didn't walk out with a smile on my face No, I smiled during the film But I think I've smiled in most films this year 
I didn't walk out with a smile on my face. I walk out thinking there's a lot of references in that film that a younger audience would not get. Why but did you, they put them in but there? But you got. I did get them. You got the Agent Smith ones and all of the, all of the nods to the comics and everything. Yes, but I would not put it at number one. Where would you have put it? I'll give it to you. It would have made top six. I nowhere did I imagine top four, three, let alone one. It also contains the best Batman performance of this year. Ooh, ouch, ow, ooh. Tell me I'm wrong. Ben, yes, ju- Justice, no. Well, hang <laughs> yeah, on, ben Affleck did fuck all in his film and he had to get in a tank to fight a parademon. This version of Batman can take out his entire rogues gallery in one quick fight whilst doing a sick DJ. It's a fucking Lego piece. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that you'd have behind it was the voice acting. Well, I know, he's good, isn't it? Oh, well. <laughs> right. He beats up Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you want? And Godzilla and the Kraken and King Kong and all sorts of shit. I had fun with it. It's the movie I had the most fun with. Whether it's the best or not, it's up to it's up to other people to decide. Right. But I really enjoyed it. Is this also the film you're selecting as the best of 2017? Well, it's at the top of my rankings. No. <laughs> Again, no. Right. But- the award isn't up to me. They're called the Chrissies. You're damn right they're called the Town Chrissies. <laughs> so give me some nominations for the best movie of 2017, Chris. Right. Definitely not Batman. We're not putting that in there. Boo. The nominations are as follows. Star Wars, Blade Runner, 2049, yep. Split, Logan, and finally... We'll You've got wa- four. You're adding a fifth. We'll put Wonder Woman in. Okay. Now, who do you think I'm going to go for? Well, it's not Wonder Woman, because you just said I'll add Wonder Woman in. It's so <laughs> clearly not it, but it's nice that you gave it a nod. I think it's Blade Runner. I think you're going to go for Blade Runner. Interesting. Or, or Logan, because there was more blood in that. And I'd never underestimate the effect of blood on you. <laughs> okay. Well, the winner of the best film of 2017 is, of course, Blade Runner 2049. Okay. It's the one that you said you, you had the most fun with Logan, uh, not Logan, with Batman. And was, I had tons of fun with Logan and Star Wars and all that lot. This is the one that I uh, just enjoyed the most. This is the one who, if I could only watch one film from this list, this is how I picked it. If I could only watch one film from this list ever again, I would watch Blade Runner. Okay. It's very long, though. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Is it a movie that you can fall asleep to? I've never fallen asleep in a movie in a cinema. But at home? In the comfort of your I own once home. fell asleep while watching The World Is Not Enough, but it was like 2am and I was in bed and I was like 15. It's no excuse. At Other that age, that. you should be up <laughs> all night partying and watching corny James Bond film. The World Is Not Enough. That's a Piz Brosnan one, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. That's the only time, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time I've fallen asleep while watching a movie. I, I think you're lying, but okay. Blade Runner, no, I, I'm not going to argue with you. It was a solid film. And ask me on another day, maybe I'd put Logan top. But, but today, just, just today, you feel like Lego movies. But yeah, because I'm feeling happy, Chris. You played with Lego last night, weren't I you? Fe- That's what I was, <laughs> My you ha- had Logan at number one. <laughs> <laughs> you play with Lego and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. The Warner Brothers, they went, hey, hey, Jack, maybe, maybe a bribe. <laughs> Buy your house made out of Lego. <laughs> The gift cards you can get a Lego Death Star. That would be sweet. They had a Lego Death Star in um Toys R Us. Spider Man. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, they're really expensive. Yeah. Maybe Ned should have won Best Character from Spider Man. 
Oh, Ned. Yeah. Forgot about Ned. Who won best character? I can't Ryan remember. Gosling. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. No, Ned should have won that. <laughs> well, he broke the Death Star. You're Spider-Man. <laughs> no, he'd be, he'd be a solid solid sidekick. Man in the chair, yeah. I think we're gonna, we'll get him in the next Spider-Man film, won't we? Definitely. Yeah. They're going to do a swap. Instead of Gwen Stacy being dropped off the bridge, it's going to be Ned. They're going <laughs> to kill <laughs> Ned. <laughs> no, not Ned. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That, Chris, is the end of our roundup of best and worst movies of 2017. If you want to shout at me specifically for accepting a bribe from Warner Brothers Animation Studio, email us, we could survive that at gmail.com or tweet us at we could survive. Uh, winners of the Christie's, expect your golden awards. As soon as I find the addresses for all the people that won. And as soon as we actually make the awards. I've made the award. That tinfoil shit doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll be back next week with something. Do you want to do Bright, Chris? The Netflix film. Oh, I was meant to watch that and I've been put off from watching it. Yeah. I'm guessing I've heard it's you, bad and that yeah. makes me want to do it. Makes really? Makes me want to talk about it, yeah. Do you want to do it? Okay, well, if you want now, okay. Will Smith, fairies. Sounds good. Orcs. That's, Orcs. Yeah. yeah, that's all you need. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank everybody for listening to We Could Survive That, your yearly weekly and not daily but <laughs> survival guides to the movies tv shows netflix etc thank you for listening for 2017 we'll hope you will all join us for 2018 for another year of fun and games and shouting and vicious arguments over animated Warner Bros films <laughs> but we'll see you all next week in the new year for bright until then happy new year and keep on surviving goodbye <laughs>